What's up? And welcome to the first episode in 2021 of the Growing Up Young podcast, where real people share real stories about real life. I'm your host, Eric Franz, aka Emac Freezy. On this episode, we have fitness professional, motivator, model, and one of the best human beings I know, Joshua J. Diesel. We talk about his unconventional beginnings as a collegiate student athlete, his interesting career journey after graduation, and his personal and professional paths to fitness. If there's anyone to keep an eye on in the fitness industry, it's this man right here. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Let's roll it. A part of this podcast is to um, really get to know people's stories, right? Um, so this wants me to I kind of backtrack. Thank you for having me on too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Know, but yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, brother. for sure. Oh, that God. was a no-brainer, man. I'll be listening to you, so I'm like... <laughs> that was a no-brainer. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime, anytime. And I'm, and I'm looking to have you back again too, because I think it'll be cool looking. to see kind of and the growth from some of the, the guests that have happened and everything. So yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. for sure. Love that, bro. Um, but yeah, so a part of this is to really showcase people's stories, um, which leads me to want to backtrack um, to Westchester, because as many of you, many people may know, um, you went to Westchester. Um, so talk about like what led you to a place like Westchester and what your experience was over there. Um, so, I mean, just through, you know, to get to there, I mean, first off, Westchester obviously is like, it's like Disney World, man. It's like the <laughs> greatest place on earth. I don't, I've never, it's like really one of the greatest places on earth. Yo, I, still I feel the same way. <laughs> I still think about some of the times, like what? Um, but I guess to get there, I mean, I went to a smaller high school, so, you know, playing sports um, and being sort of big fish in a little pond type thing got me looks from a lot of different places. Um, but, you know, my aspiration was always bigger, higher, um, things like that. And I only ever ended up getting one D1 school, Temple, um, looking at me for football and then a bunch of D3s and then a lot of the PSAC schools um, coming into it. I think, you know, that was a big influence for me, the football, going there to want to play football and then going to um, actually my, my lady at the time, she was like, well, if you go there, I'll go there as well. So for me, it actually ended up being sort of that no brainer type thing to get in there. Um, Westchester obviously had a, you know, had and always has a really good program for their sports, football, basketball, all those things. So it was certainly something I wanted to be a part of, you know, so much to the point even where like, some of the smaller division three schools would offer, you know, more money, you know, full rides, things like that. And I was like, nah, I'd rather take less and go to, go to play at Westchester. <laughs> right. um, that's, those are sort of things that, that led me there. And then, I mean, once I got there, the rest of the rest was history. Man. Like, <laughs> there was no looking back. <laughs> right. So you, you played football at Westchester? I did, but only for two years. I ended okay. up, I, I, I stopped, um, I stopped my going into my junior year. So I actually ended up getting cut from the team um, from, you know, a numbers uh, aspect is what they told me. For me, that was actually a very like, like a pivotal point in my life, you know, at, up to that point, like I said, I was big fish, little pond. So I never got any of that type of thing. Never, never really faced that. If there was numbers to be had, which for my school, there wasn't, it was, if there was numbers, it was, we probably don't have enough to field a whole team. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, if there was numbers to be had, I was definitely going to be the guy that's there. 
Um, so it was a sobering and humbling experience for me to, to do that. And then in all honesty, um, you know, you know, the grind of, of, of collegiate sports, you know, it is a full time job. Mm-hmm. So um, in that little bit of time that, you know, between when when I got cut and then calling me to come back, I had already experienced the college life, man. <laughs> it was tough, bro. I was like, oh, I think I dodged his calls for like two weeks. And I finally answered. I was like, I guess I got to talk to this man. Like, yeah, hey, I, I don't even remember. What, I think I made up some story. Like, yeah, man, I don't know. I can't really do it right now. My oh my I don't even know, man. But um, wow. yeah, so played there, played for two years. I definitely enjoyed all my time there. Football is obviously you know, a great love, same way you feel about basketball, you know, something there. Um, sometimes I do think like, hey, should I have gone back and done that or anything? But I look back on, you know, my whole time at Westchester and I don't think I regret a single thing, to be honest. Yeah. And that's so awesome and cool to hear because a lot of struggles that student athletes coming out of high school face is choosing a college, right? Based on the different offers that they have. And something that you did that was the best advice that was given to me was, choosing an institution that you would love if the sport wasn't there. And that's a piece of information that a lot of times is missing because the money can be very attractive. Let me tell you, because when the school (laughs) says, oh, I'll I'll give you $4,000 more or $3,000 more, or even $1,000 more to come to my program, you're you're like, wait, I don't have to, like, money is money. Like, I I don't have to pay that, right? Um, But the unique thing that happened with you is you not playing the sport anymore and still being able to get that kind of quality experience that you got from Westchester um, was possible because you chose the institution, not just for that football, that you chose an institution that um, gave you things outside of that. And Westchester is awesome. Like I had a great experience there as well. Um, but yeah, it was very, it's very cool to hear that you still got that quality experience from the institution, even without the sport. 100%. And I mean, those, those visits that you do um, pre, you know, those are the stuff that, that, that are going to get you to remember it. So I, that was, it was certainly one of my most memorable ones in Westchester. Right. Um, you know, I think I had some good ones other places, but like I looked at some of the places that, you know, would offer me, you know, a lot of money, some of the liberal arts colleges that are a little smaller. And it's like, you know, and, and I don't know if I necessarily even as a, as a young adolescent was thinking in that way, but that's a super good, you know, point there. It, that you should pick it based on, you know, how you enjoy it. And I think that's just sort of where I was. Like, I think I looked at going into college while sure football is something that is going to be able to allow me to get to places. I looked at it as first and foremost education. I came in with, 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 um, you know, educational scholarships as well. So I wasn't overly worried about that. And then just making sure that it's somewhere that the energy of it that I, I loved. And at that time, it was like, OK, well, where's partying at? You know, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, that's really that's really what, what played the factor. Right. <laughs> right. So you went through Westchester, had a great experience at Westchester. Graduation was coming up. What was your thought process with that? What, what was your major? Is that what you went into directly after college? Like, what was that experience like? Yeah, no. So I actually, um, for me, I went in as a PE major. Um, some of the most influential people in in my life um, were a lot of the gym teachers that I had. Um, I think of just teachers that, you know, that I could come and I could really talk to, feel okay to really convey, you know, how I'm feeling, the things that, you know, I need and people that are going to talk to me just sort of on a, a more personable level. You get a lot of teachers that are very, um, you know, it's teacher student type of thing. I had a lot of gym teachers over there over the years 
throughout high school that made it very comfortable for me to be able to share things, talk it, just sort of bust it up with them. And it was something that I, it had such an impact on me that I wanted to do that for other kids as well. Plus I was like, you know, education, you get your summers off, all these different things, go ahead and make some more money. Um, so I started off as PE major. And then obviously that's another part too, that sort of played in me going to Westchester. Westchester has a top of the line PE program. So, um, you know, for me, all those things considered, I was like, I definitely have to get there. But um, so I think I did um, my my freshman and sophomore year, I was still in the PE major. And then I ended up switching actually to health and nutrition. Um, and I did that because, you know, my fitness journey leading up to that was something that has certainly had an interest in those things. And then additionally, there were a lot of the majors up to that point, only being in a sophomore year, that were able to transfer over a lot of the kinesiology classes, things like that, that would go hand in hand with it. So for me, it was a very good transition. Um, and then like, I knew like, okay, well, yeah, I would love to be a gym teacher, but like, I'm trying to run it up and I don't know how much you could really run it up, <laughs> as a gym right. teacher, you know, at least initially. <laughs> right. um, so that was, that was, you know, the really, it started as that moved into that health and nutrition. Um, and I'm so, I'm so glad that I did. I mean, not necessarily you know, knock anything against, you know, gym teachers. I just look at my life now and while I do envy my friends sometimes, like, man, you got the summers off. Like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Right. <laughs> but, um, all, you know, all things considered, I'm very happy with the path that I ended up taking. Okay. And then you graduated with that um, health and nutrition major. What was that step, that next step for you? Like, is that something that you went directly into doing or did you have to work somewhere else? Yeah. So, so not at all. And every time I would pay my student loans, I'd be like kicking myself in the head. Like, why did I go get this degree? And I, um, I initially started, I was just working in bars. I worked at Moss over in Westchester. Um, you know, I worked at 1-800-GOT-JUNK, um, just sort of while I lived there in the thing. And I actually still had, so like I graduated, um, the winter semester and I actually still had two credits I do. So while I was still in school, I was like, all right, cool. I don't really mind that I'm doing one class. Let me just try to make some money or whatever on that. Um, so did a little bartending, worked for junk hauling places. And then my first career choice, actually, I went into banking. Um, I had an mm-hmm. old roommate from Westchester who actually, he's like, hey, you know, you know, we're looking for, you know, bankers to come in. And I think you would make a great banker. You know, you're smart, you go with money and you're very personable. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm working at, I'm at, I'm at the bar. And Moss is a very seasonal bar too. Right. So, you know, the, the tips would, would dip down in the wintertime. I was like, okay, it would definitely be ideal to have something a little bit more consistent that I know, okay, each time, each, each week I'm going to get this, each week I'm going to get this. Um, so I went into banking and Dude, I did a six year, I'm gonna call it a bid. I did a six year bid, <laughs> bid in banking, bro. <laughs> really? You, you worked there for six years? Yeah, so amongst, through through three different banks, um, two different banks within um, like Citizens and then a local bank, shout out to First Resource Bank, Westchester. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you could, if I could plug them or not, that's a thing. <laughs> But yeah, so I did, um, you know, six years in banking, man. And I can tell you, you know, while initially there's in in anything you do, there's, you know, that honeymoon period where everything is gravy, everything is love. Hey, I've got a consistent check. This is really nice. Um, You know, but it wasn't happiness. And I knew going into it that it wasn't going to be my happiness. Um, but it was one of those things where it's sort of the trap, right? You know, especially if you're a person who's going to excel at most things you do, you just keep climbing the ladder, keep climbing the ladder, keep climbing the ladder. Okay. Now I'm a, now I'm a branch manager. Now I'm a business development officer, but 
am I happy? Yeah, I'm making good money, but like, I'm stressed. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I don't want to go into this place. Like, <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, did six years in that and the whole step, every step of the way, just kicking myself. Cause every time I paid them student loans, I'm like, what did I, what did I get that for? You know? Right. Like, and you can literally be a banker without a degree. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, and that, so even with that, cause I remember, um, cause I think I remember you in that banking world. Cause weren't you in a commercial? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were you were yeah. in a banking commercial. So even with that, because I think everyone, me included, seeing that, I'm like, damn, Josh, Josh was making it. But you weren't even <laughs> happy in that moment. At all, at all. So like in that very moment of shooting that commercial, happy because that was a really joyful experience, which is crazy how it ended up tying in back into my life later. Um, but working at the bank certainly was not my happiness. How I got that is pretty interesting. So that commercial they ran was a campaign that they did for Citizens Bank. And it was like, um, ask a banker. So what they did is send out this huge blast to everyone that worked with Citizens Bank. And they're like, hey, you know, we, we're, we're running this campaign. We want real bankers. We're going to, you know, see if we put you in a commercial. And they I sent them my picture, just sort of a little excerpt about myself. And they ended up choosing me for like a bunch of things. So I did that social media commercial, a TV spot, um, two radio voiceovers and, you know, a bunch of print work. Like people still send me pictures to this day. Like, hey, you're in this, this branch bank on this brochure. And I'm like, I guess they like the picture. I don't, I don't know what to wow. tell you. <laughs> um, but that was a, it was a really, really cool experience. But yeah, everybody saw that and they're like, oh man, you know, Josh is, you know, killing it. And I made a nice little come up off of that experience there. But after it was all over, over the, you know, two, three month span of which I shot and did all that, um, it was right back, you know, to a reality that, hey, yeah, cool. I played it in a commercial, but like, I actually have to go and do this stuff too. Like, <laughs> um, and the thing about banking is like, you know, you, you want to feel good about what you do and banking, I think inherently, um, I don't know if I'd say it's, it's malicious. I might say it's malicious inherently, but um, it's one of those things where, you know, you're, you're sort of in a bind in some cases where you can't necessarily help people. And that's really what it's all about being able to help people. And I did get little, little spots of joy. Maybe, you know, I remember specifically, uh, um, a middle-aged woman, she was trying to get some money to help her mother get some things done for, I think she was going through like cancer or something like that. So she was trying to get her house, um, refinance, get a home equity line of credit. And the bank really was just like not trying to give and They were really trying to like screw her over. And we were, I was finally able to get, you know, I had my loan officer guy who I regularly dealt with was getting able to do some things. And this woman like cried, she like hugged me and cried and was so thankful for it. And that's probably one of the few bright spots um, that I really felt like, okay, today is rewarding, a rewarding day's work, um, you know, in this field. But for the most part, you know, all the rest of those, you know, 365 days over those other five years, mm -hmm. it was like, man, I got to go and deal with someone, you know, talking crap. You know, I don't want, I don't want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, it was an interesting thing to come about that. And that's a bright spot that it did come in. Like I said, it came back around in my life, the sort of commercial and stuff like that. But, um, all in all, banking was not it. <laughs> was right. not it. Yeah. So um, with banking, like you went through that entire experience, realized that it wasn't it. Um, you took a very interesting step um, yes. from that. So was banking what you just exited recently? 
No. So okay. I left that. Um, so actually, I can actually say yeah to that too, because I did leave banking not too long ago. This time last year, I worked for a bank. I worked for that Westchester local bank. Okay. Um, so overlapping that time, and I've never been afraid of, of stacking stuff on and doing more. Um, I started coaching for um, LA Fitness, and I would just be the coach for um, the hit classes they ran, which was really cool. It helped me to get, you know, my little enjoyment of saying, okay, I am helping people get fit. I am doing things for people. Um, and I would do the early morning classes. That's, that's sort of when we started going in with the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out breakfast club. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we, we back, we back, by the way, baby, we back. <laughs> um, yeah. So I started doing those early morning classes that, you know, that came from it, but I was coaching those classes in addition to working at the bank. Um, what ended up coming from that is they actually had offered me a pretty, you know, damn near immediately as I started coaching there, they offered me a regional coordinator position. Um, and I put a post up a while back um, when I first ever got the news and it was just about patience. It was the very, it was actually the very first word of the day that I did. And I was like, I just got back from my run and my whole run is I just be thinking. Um, I think that's why I get so many miles and like, oh, I should think about it. Yeah. Cause, cause you, and for someone built the way you are, for you to run as much as you do just doesn't make sense to me, yo. Uh, like, going, I'm really happy about my pace these days, though. My pace, I improved a lot from, like, my Westchester running days. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, um, what, you know, I was just thinking as I ran, I started getting to this, uh, as I thought about that pretty heavily, like, hey, let's do this word of the day and patience. And what I was saying for it for was – I had got that initial offer, right? They said, hey, we would love for you to be a regional coordinator with this. We like what we saw when we trained you to be a coach. Um, and that was before I even coached any actual classes. And then the communication went so stale. Like I would reach out like, hey, you know, you know, just wondering more about this. Now I'm coaching classes and I'm going, I'm going. And it's sort of, it's disheartening. You're like, man, like maybe they found somebody else for it, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever. But, you know, sort of just kept grinding for it. And then several months later, so I think I started coaching those in about, May. And that's when I posted that video where I was just saying, Hey, you know, I'm waiting on some good news, but I got to remember to stay patient, I remember so that. stay yeah. patient and whatever you're doing. And then even though as patient as I was, I still was like, man, you know, what the hell, you know, what is, what's going on? But that patience paid off. And finally, um, actually only it was in October that they were like, then we re- resumed the conversation. So that's a total of five, six months. I'm not even sure, um, that we resumed these conversations and they ended up actually bringing me on as the regional coordinator for it. So I thought at that point, okay, this is it. I'm finding my happiness, right? I'm getting into the fitness field. This is what I do. This is what I went to school for. This is what I love. Um, but then in actuality, it ended up the regional coordinator role was cool because it got the to travel around the northeastern you know united states and that was my territory so it was cool got a lot of you clean up on mileage um you know anytime you fly somewhere get your company car it's like all those nice little perks that makes you feel good but at the end of the day it was still managerial um it was almost as if i was still a manager at a bank just i was managed it just now everything was fitness you know related i had to make sure people's schedules were good make sure people were checked in for their for their coaches their coaching classes um find new coaches put them on the schedule create schedules, all those things and it was very little actual helping people fitness wise um and that was the point and i think that's the way you're talking about the very interesting move that i took um that was where i told myself like okay i'm going to definitely have to make um, you know, another move, a, a, a big move where, because if I'm in this and I, and I, they're paying me really good money, um, salary position, and I'm like, 
if I'm in this and I'm making the most money I've ever made in my life, and I'm still I'm still not happy. Like, why am I not? You know, why am I not happy? This is this is what I do. This is what I love, isn't it? You know. Um, so the reflection on that was very eye opening for me as something that okay. And I I had the the thought in my mind for a long time, ever since I was younger, um, when I said I was going to own a cereal factory. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? That's a, story, that's a story for another day. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I love cereal. That's why I I'm, I'm like. I, ask anybody that's ever lives with me, they're like, I've never seen anybody eat more cereal than Josh. Josh just eats cereal all damn day. I do. Um, but even since I was younger, I always knew that, you know, being a business owner and doing my own thing, or at least not working for somebody, was the only thing where I was going to be, you know, in my true happiness. Um, and that was the first, you know, seed that I planted in my head after I realized that, you know, still in this fitness thing, making as much as I, I, I was, that I wasn't happy. I was like, okay, I'm certainly going to have to put some things in place to to be able to make a move. So you um, just, you you just did it. You just woke up I one day and decided you were going to stop that and pursue what you wanted to do to work for yourself. Um, in a sense, yeah. So here's the funny thing: like people see and they're like, "Man, he's so brave." He's so and I and it's probably because of the way I preach. I preach to people, and I it's something I do believe. You know, take that faith. Be you know. Be strong in whatever you believe in. You know, if you, you know, be strong in your faith that you know your God has you. And he's not going to let you fall. Be have faith in the fact that you have put in the work to be where you're at. You have cultivated these skills, and you are valuable. So you should take whatever leap that you're able to. But at the same time, I'm also very calculated, <laughs> and like I need to have these things in place um, to do it. So what actually was a big, um, big blessing and a big, you know, monumental move for me was over the quarantine, actually, um, I ended up getting furloughed for a month and a half from that, that regional coordinator position. Um, and which was still even a blessing because there were a lot more people who were furloughed a longer time within that company and they kept our division on for, you know, a lot longer. Um, but in that time that I was furloughed, it made me look for alternate ways. So I started doing this online fitness coaching, online personal training, and I made over those, you know, month and a half, two months that I was going, I made really good money, more than I, more than I made for my salary. And that was the first thing that told me like, bro, you can do this shit. You just got to do it. Um, so in all honesty, that was it. And it's crazy because you would think, okay, well, that's where he made the jump. Nope, still not. You know, <laughs> you know I was still telling people to be brave, but like, I was so calculated in doing it. I was like, I can't do it. So I, they, they called us back, you know, and in quarantine, my, my thought was, Hey, cool. I made this much money in this two month, two months time span. Like I can definitely do this and make more than my salary job. But then you get those lulls, those things in it. And you're like, they offer, they come back. Hey, you ready to come back to work? We have a job, you know, spot now pop back. And it's like, okay, you know, that I know is going to be there. So I went and did it. And I sort of ended up falling back from some of those. I had a couple of clients who stayed on that. I just sort of kept up with, but for the most part, I didn't want to do them both at the same time because it sort of felt unethical to me as they, you know, obviously a gym has personal training and stuff as well, even though my clients are like all over the place. Um, but still it felt like, so like even then, but then I told myself, okay, well, start it back up. So I went a couple months without really doing it and um, started doing it again. And sort of, I shifted literally my focus from, especially going back from the furlough. There wasn't as much territory I had to cover. New York was still closed. Virginia was still closed. Pretty much I was covering PA. So it left me a lot to, to sort of give, have mental space to give to myself. Right. And um, so I started doing it again. And I was like, okay, well, once you make X amount of dollars, quit your job. And then I made X amount of dollars, 
And I was like, but can I quit my job? <laughs> and I waited still like another like three weeks, bro. Like three weeks still went by. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? I, and at that point, I literally woke up one day and it was uh, I had a, a conversation with a client who actually was from the quarantine, had reached out to me and didn't end up going to my program, but we kept in touch. I would just give him tips on his fitness. And he reached out to me. He's like, I'm ready to do it, man. Like I've been putting it off. I'm ready to. And, and I told him, I'm like, you you inspired me, bro. Like, you know, we talked back in the quarantine. That's when I first had my thought of leaving my job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're coming back now and you're saying you you literally just told me like, look, man, I don't know what I'm putting it off for, what I'm waiting for. I know I can do this. So I'm ready to get into your program. And that was the very point where I was like, bro, like you, oh, you spit and spit. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like, you spit and spit, bro. Like, hell yeah. I was like, wow. I'm gonna it. and then that very next day, I, I threw up my two week uh, notice. And I, and that was the one I put on my, I put on my story, actually, like I quit my job today. And I sent it. And it's funny because I got a lot of coworkers um, and even some of my, my bosses who followed me on Instagram and they were like, is that real? Or are you just doing that for Instagram? I was like, well, check your email. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's where it was. So, yeah, man. And that was one of the most invigorating days of my life for that. And it felt like, and I feel like everything sort of matched up perfect timing. It was right before I turned 30. I was like, this is my gift to myself. Let me go ahead and do this. Like you've been waiting on, you've been talking about it. What are you waiting for? Take your fucking leap, bro. Like leap. <laughs> um, and I was so glad that it. it was the first day I felt like I breathed. Um, even those, those that week and a half that I did um, to finish up the work that I had still for them. Um, it just was, it was like a weight was off my shoulders. I was no longer stressed. You know, it was one of those things like, I know I'm walking into myself. I'm, I'm, and it's crazy to think at 30 years old, I'm only just now walking into my purpose and only just now walking into what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but that's the journey, I guess, you know, really trying to figure it out. <laughs> right. And you, and you said like a couple of words that really resonated with me, which was first the patience and then the courage to take that leap. But the underlying factor with all of that is that calculation and that calculation involves putting in that work to put you in the position to take that courageous leap there. And I think that's something that um, and the listeners should really take away, because even when I saw you were taking that that leap and you were done with with what you were doing, and you were pursuing what was going to really make you happy. I was watching. I was like damn, that takes a lot of guts. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like how are you going to pay? Because at, at the time I was like thinking to myself and then I started calculating. I was like, wait, if I did something like that, how long would I last? Like I could probably last for like seven, eight months with like, and the money that, that I have saved up, if I don't buy right. anything like lavish else, else again, I was like right. thinking about all that I was like, damn, that takes a, that takes a lot. But I think after having this conversation and hearing you talk about that journey, it makes a lot of sense because you didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, I hate what I'm doing. And so I'm just going to leave it and go find something else like you put in the work to put yourself in that position to take that courageous leap. 100 percent. And um, I had multiple conversations with people, you know, after that that day, my inbox inbox was flooded from that. People congratulating me, asking questions. Hey, I'm about to do the same thing. But I had to continuously have that conversation with people and saying, you know, yes, take a leap. But it's important to be calculated, to give yourself the means to take that leap. Like you said, putting in that work. I for, you know, a year and a half, two years straight worked two jobs. I got up at 5 a.m. to go coach a couple classes, then went and worked the nine to five and then went and coached some more classes. Like my grind, my grind was heavy, you know, mm-hmm. so um, it put me in that position to be able to do that. And it was something that 
I think even as long as I waited, I probably could have done it a little sooner. Like, I think I had position to be able to do so. Um, but just making sure that it was calculated. So that was something I've really had to tell a lot of people like, hey, just put yourself in some position, put yourself in advantageous positions so that you can, you know, go ahead and and make whatever leap that you're doing. You can feel comfortable and good doing it because, you know, some people make that leap and it may be more stress than the job you hate because now you got to figure out how to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. So have that means to make that dollar. <laughs> make yourself valuable. That'll make, that'll, you know, everything else falls in place. You know, if you're valuable, if you've got a skill set that is coveted that people want, you'll always, you'll always have something there for you. And you'll make a dollar. Right. So with those kind of steps that you took and the leap that you took back then, where has that put Joshua at now? Like what is, what is in Joshua's world right now? So right now, man, a full slate of everything, which is really, really dope. Um, it gets, it's, you know, and I wouldn't ever tell anybody that, you know, being a business owner, starting your own thing is gravy because it's a lot of work. Um, you know, immediately after I quit my job and I was getting up at 5 a.m. to go and coach these, 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 these classes, um, I, I, I positioned it so that I, I took on uh, four in-person personal training clients that all locked in for a three-month thing. And I had a timeout with the Friday that I ended my job, Monday, they started their program. So Monday, instead of being up at five, like I usually was, I was up actually at three so that I could, I can coach somebody or train somebody at 4am. And I had, you know, somebody actually reached out to me like, bro, like being just quit your job. Like what the hell are you up so early for? I'm like, I'm like, if you thought I was getting up at 5 a.m. for somebody else's dollar and I'm not going to get up earlier for mine, you lost your mind. Right. <laughs> so like, I, for me, it's so good to wake up that early. Cool. I got my whole day ahead of me. I got this. I know I got this on the slate. That's putting money directly into my pocket. Um, you know, so those are the things that I sort of set there immediately to make sure that I kept that ball rolling. And I'm not I've never been big on taking in between time in between, you know, work. Like even when I left the bank to work just for for um for LA fitness, like my last day at the bank was Friday. They flew me to Cali on Saturday, um, to go through like my whole thing. Like, I don't, I just don't take days off. I think I get it from my mom. That's the hardest woman I've ever seen, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I ended up doing that. And then, so what I ended up doing is, you know, stacking on my personal training, my in-person personal trainings, local Philadelphia people, some sort of towards home back, my mom stacking in and making it go in my favor for how I want to move around. And then, I can knock all those out at the beginning of the day. So my my latest session that I ended up taking on and people wanted to take on more and do the evenings, but I wanted to keep that clear for myself. My latest session ends um, at 11, 11 a.m. So I'm finishing there and then I go home and that's when I start working on my all of my online uh, clients, making sure their check-ins, making sure that all their programs are making sure that everybody got their workout in today or reaching out to the people or sending out my, my kickoff email for the week, things like that. Um, and then, you know, initially it was just like pound the revenue, pound the revenue, power and revenue, because I wanted to make sure, you know, the counter offer that they gave me stay at my job. I was like, I need to stay ahead of that pace. I know that's this much. Okay. Let me bring in this much. Let me bring in this much. And it's a beautiful process. And I'm sure, you know, you know, anybody who owns their own sees it, you know, it's and sort of, sort of how we were just talking about it, just figuring it out. You know, and while I did and brought in a whole lot of revenue initially, it was super overwhelming because I was not as organized. I didn't have these processes in place. And I was like, man, I got all, all this stuff. So my initial mindset was like, fill my plate, eat it up, fill my plate, eat it up. And then as that progressed, sort of get more, more efficient with how I move and automate some things. Um, so it, it ended up, you know, working really well. And it's funny because I would get home at like 11. I'm like, damn, I just worked the eight hour workday. 
now I'm about to start working. <laughs> like I'm up at three. I just start. I just got home. I'm like, I'm about to start working now. Like that's two work days. I'm like, for me, that geared me up. I was like, I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Dang, that, that takes a lot though. Like, was that exhausting or is that exhausting at certain points to just like, like you said, work an eight hour day, come back and have to work on some more things. And what gets you over that hump to enable you to kind of push through and get the stuff that you need need to get done? Because that's not an easy task, right? To work an entire day, <laughs> have to keep working some more just to get you to where you, you eventually want to get to. No, that's that's facts, bro. And, you know, in all honesty, I think and you'll probably relate to this as an athlete that that sort of grit. So initially that that grit that I carried on from my athletics before from just being a competitor, um, you know, that sort of mamba mentality that I'm just going to go. So in that, in that in that period of time where I was just filling my plate and eating it and driving in revenue, driving in revenue and then trying to figure out, OK, let me make sure I get all this, this shit out. Um, that was all driven by grit. That was all just me wanting it and really just going hard for it and being tired a lot. You know, there were days where I, it may be three thirty in the afternoon and like, you know, my, my peoples were coming in the living room and they just see me like slumped <laughs> on my laptop. Like and it, you know, it was, I had to really dial back because there was times where like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't rest. Like, and my body would just be like, nah, big fella, you gotta take it down. <laughs> hey, big fella, you gotta take it down, man. We're gonna shut this down. And I would just, and I started just listening to that more and really doing that, getting better with my sleep schedule. Um, you know, but what got me through to this point to be in a place now, like now I sleep well every night, I'm able to do things. It was just finding those efficiencies, right? Those things, where can I automate something? Where can I still get this done um, and not have to be present for it? What apps can I find that are going to send this out regularly for me? What processes can I make in place where I don't have to go through this entire process with everybody who wants to be on my, so, so like even in getting my website developed, that's going to that's going to end up taking so much off of me because I have very extensive conversations with people before they end up going into my program because I want no doubt about it. You know, I want people to know everything they're getting. I want to give them some tips to decide like, hey, if you could take that and run with it, by all means do so. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really what it was. Finding those efficiencies, getting better with how I operated. That was really the name of the game and has been, um, you know, even still to this point, you know, and just want to be more efficient, you know. Right. So the underlying theme with everything that you have going on in your life is this fitness lifestyle. Right. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about your fitness and your personal fitness journey. Right. And obviously, and you're doing that as your main profession now, but we all had to start from somewhere. So what was <laughs> Joshua's fitness journey like and what led him into being so passionate and being so motivating about this kind of world right now? For sure, for sure. Um, and I'll remind you, just let me know when it's because I could I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love like, it. No, like we're, my life's work. <laughs> we, we are doing good. We're, we're doing good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, my, my fitness journey really started um, and I post a picture quite often. I never used to post it. My boy was like, yo, you got you to gotta post that more. Like people, people would love to see that. And it's a, for me, it's become sort of an iconic picture, that picture with me in the red striped shirt. And I don't know who let me at that point wear horizontal stripes and capris. Like, I, it was a yo. weird time bro <laughs> i'm I, I will let you know though when i first saw that picture i didn't believe it there was like a, yeah. a part of me that's like okay joshua wouldn't put a fake picture up but the difference was just so like, vast no i'm like 
not like how how did that yeah. happen so so yeah talk talk about that red stripe picture and that so day. that picture is from um i just turned 18 i went on a cruise with my mother and my, it was actually a family reunion cruise um actually i guess i was 17 at the time about to turn 18 um and on that cruise i ended up getting hypnotized there was like a thing they did in the big theater where they had a hypnotist come there and he pulled people up on stage to get hypnotized and it was really cool like, he actually picked me out there and i got to go up there on stage and get hypnotized which was a really cool experience too um but we ended up buying the dvd after because it was so funny and I had, you know, watched that when we got home and it was whatever. And I didn't watch that DVD again until college. Um, and I was actually with my, my friend and we were, we were really pre-gaming. And I literally I was like, yo, you guys got to see this DVD. I was just home. I found out you guys got to see this DVD. And I put it in. And he was like, no fucking way. Like, that's not you, bro. And I was like, you see my face? Like, it's a video. It can't lie to video. Um, and it had, they had me doing all crazy stuff. I was twerking and talking in Japanese. And yeah, it was real, it was real crazy. What? But in seeing that and revisiting it, um, you know, obviously they knew me in college as, you know, and even at that time I was bigger than I am now, not as lean. I was just football weights, just husky. Um, but when I first initially saw that video, it was very, it was very alarming for me. Um, I saw that. And like I said, the horizontal stripes certainly don't, didn't help me, um, or the capris and seeing that was, was something that was alarming and startling for me to see myself as that, because even as that person, I've always had sort of, you know, this confidence about myself or, you know, you know, even, even look, you know, being that way, I was still, you know, an athlete, I was an old lineman, I was a good old lineman, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, it still was very personable and I loved people and had all the energy and stuff. Um, so seeing myself like that was like, wow, like that's how I look. So between that and like, obviously at 18, um, you know, going into your senior year, that is the time where I started getting looks for sports, for football and stuff like that. And, you know, those two things combined, I was like, you know, I should definitely start getting more serious about my fitness. And I certainly don't like the way that I look right now. So, um, it was something that made me, that sort of made me make that change. Um, it made me really go ahead and, and, and force me to step into that. And I actually, my biggest weight loss came literally that summer. Um, and it's funny, that's what, you know, you say about being my size and running. That's what spawned my love for running. I ran every damn day that summer. I ran every day and we had a heat wave, wow. like, two times that summer <laughs> cops, the cops literally stopped me at one point I was like yo man you can't be running out here and i was just like i am like, you gonna take me home like <laughs> actually no i'm good <laughs> wow um, so so did running running was what kind of jump-started that weight loss for you just running and running and running 100 because i was always a strong person but like like i said my high school was very small so um we didn't have a a really good lifting facility, you know, stuff like shit probably should have been condemned. Um, you know, so you get on the decline. I remember that drone being like this, like, oh, really, bro, man, it was crazy. Um, so I did get in there and be able to expand on the strength that I already had, um, you know, from that. Um, but all in all, most of it, you know, was just shedding all the all the fat off of there. You know, everything that I I gained from puberty, from years of working at McDonald's, from sedentary lifestyle of not going to run, not working out. Um, and really having my only physical activities be, a, a, you know, prep, football practice and games, um, mm. you know, in that like half a season of basketball I played. But like, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, really, that was that was it. The running was like that was it for me. And that's how I always knew, like, 
okay, running is always going to be the thing that, that's going to knock it off for me. Like if I need to drop, you know, and I, I utilize it a lot when I would do bodybuilding. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm four days out. I'm still a little full. Let me go ahead and run this off um, type of things. Like that just because I knew how my body would react to that. And that was the very first step in the journey of discovering my body and how things work. And in all honesty, that's what kicked me off into obviously my own journey of understanding my body, but wanting to understand just the body in general. And, and, you know, that's where that, that deeply rooted and started that, that first fitness, you know, love. Right. So how important do you think this is? Because then you mentioned something that um, I've been meaning to have conversations with like experts in the field, like, like you that actually do this for a living um, because I see a lot of stuff on Instagram because Instagram is, is the place where a lot of people can grow um, their personal training business and their different kinds of businesses. So they offer um, different pieces of advice based on different things. And something that you just mentioned right now about um, like knowing your body and understanding your, your body, how much does that factor into weight loss in general and kind of how you you got to where where you are because are are there things that okay generally this is going to work for everybody or is focusing on your body and how your body reacts to, to certain things more of the key than just that general kind of fitness practice so um you know to maximize the results and to reach the height it's certainly your individual approach there are like you know like you said there are there's sci- there's science-based things that if you're at a caloric deficit, you're going to certainly go ahead and you're going to lose weight. Fat loss is always calories in versus calories out. Weight gain is you know same thing. Um, you slide, make that slider go in any given direction. That's going to get you to achieve what you want. Now, when you get more into the meticulous parts of, okay, I want to gain muscle, then you have another layer of things that you need to go ahead and throw in. Now, it needs to be, okay, well, you need to eat to go ahead and substantiate that thing that you want or you want to lose weight. You need to eat um, certain things to substantiate that weight loss and deeper than that. Okay. You need to eat at certain times based on what you do, then figuring out your body. So your body is going to be based on obviously your own genetic makeup, your, your your ancestor, your, your family tree and how they, all those things go, but also your body in a sense of how do you operate day to day? A person who's on night shift is going to react very much differently than that person who works, you know, or is a stay home, you know, mom, or is, you know, works that morning shift. Um, you know, you, just because you, your, your body's on different cadences. So you need to figure that out. So obviously with your own genetic makeup, um, I've always thought the most, I don't know if it's the most important because the science behind it is what's always going to be what needs to be done. But for me, as I saw in my journey, I've thought that that personal journey is certainly the most rewarding. And it's certainly how you get the best of yourself. Um, I had been fit, you know, that first, that first summer that taught me, Hey, if I burn more calories than I eat, so I was running and eating salads, huge salads, by the way, salads with like three, like three pieces of chicken breast in it, like a whole bunch of croutons, onions, tomato, like all, all, every, everything I could find to put in a salad, I was throwing that shit in there. And it continued <laughs> in Westchester, actually. I love that the, the, the calf salad bars. Yep. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Um, but that's really, so that first summer, yeah, I learned that. Okay. If I burn more calories than I eat, I'm going to lose weight. But I was not where I am now. I was not able to do the things I now didn't look the way I do now. That all came with, and as I even learned more, obviously that helped. But I think more so what helped is my experience in doing it, figuring it out myself and trying these different things that I learned and saying, okay, my body reacts this way to this. My body reacts this way to these different foods. If I eat red meat 
protein as opposed to fish proteins, then my body act reacts one way as opposed to another. So mm. I certainly think that individualized approach is a very, very important. I'd say they're probably, if, if you could sum it up, probably 50-50. You know, the science definitely has to be there. I can't say, hey, well, for you, because there's not going to be anybody in the world that says, hey, you know, for you, particularly your journey, if you eat donuts all day, you're going to lose 10 pounds. That'll <laughs> never be the case because it's exactly against the science. Right. But I think, you know, that personal journey and figuring out is how you maximize, how you really can can aim your results in any given thing that you want. I have you know clients who come to me and particularly, you know, being an online trainer, it's a it's a highly saturated field. And, you know, people have I'm for the most part, I'm probably not the first online trainer that people have come across. Um, and I hear these horror stories. Well, yeah, I'm a little hesitant because I had a guy sell me a program, whatever, blah, 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 do this. And the gist you get from it is like, well, how how did you think that this person was going to show you how to lose weight if they didn't ask you the, these questions that I'm asking you? They just gave you this program. You know, that there's no one size fits all for a fitness journey. You know, right. everything has to be pointed. And that's why I say I have these very extensive conversations that end up, you know, taking a long time um, to do that, just to really get to know somebody's, you know, what they're doing, what they eat, what times they go to work, what time are they planning to work out? Um, all those things play a factor in an individualized approach. Everybody is going to be different, you know? So I definitely think it's, we could call it a 50, 50, but for myself, I certainly feel and why I feel like I've had the upper hands thus far with people saying they picked me over other coaches is because I can relate to them and I could tell them, Hey, it, I, I can tell you what to do, but over this next three months that you're going to be in this, it's going to be me helping you discover it, me discovering your body, what works, and you hopefully learning that as well, that you can carry on after three months, or maybe you continue with me for longer, whatever it may be. But that's really the process of it, finding things that work for you. Right. So what is like the one or two or three pieces of advice that you would give to someone who this is a new year. And so a lot of people make resolutions in the new new year. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of the word the word resolution. <laughs> Me either, bro. Just Me because either. of the it's just been known to have this lack of consistency. Like people do it to a certain point and all of a sudden just disappears and it's not really a resolution <laughs> anymore, right? 100%. Um, so I don't really I'm not really a fan of that word, but um there are people that around this time tend to take the initiative to try and live a healthier lifestyle. So what pieces of advice could someone like you who's lived it, who's been consistent with it um, and succeeded in it, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's starting out that really wants to go over that hump of, okay, this isn't just a resolution, but I do want to live this healthy lifestyle. Right. Um, yeah. And I feel you on that. I'm definitely not, I, I don't like the word resolution either. I actually saw a thing uh, recently. It was like resolution are just, socially accepted socially accepted procrastination and i was like damn mm. and that's a fact because if you're going to do something you're going to do it and this is what this is what i tell everybody that starts my program or enrolls in my program that i help them figure out and it's part of this long extensive conversation that i have or part of the things me finding out when they eat when they go you have to have a why um you have to have a why you have to find your why you have a why for something you want to do everything and it can't be oh uh, well i guess it can be it can be i just want to have a six pack i want why do you want to have that six pack? Oh, because I want to be on the beach and I want all the girls to like me. I have confidence issues or whatever. And I think that'll make me feel better. Cool. That's your why. So now, in addition to knowing how to, to do that, I know how to talk to that client. Hey, man, look, summer's right around the corner. 
but we got to have our shirts off. We hit in the beach, blah, blah, these different things. Having that why or the 40 year old man that I'll, I'll bring on my program who's like, man, I just I just had, you know, heart surgery. I need to make sure that I'm healthy because I, I have a five year old kid and I want to be able to play with them for long. Cool. That's your why. Now I'm going to now I'm going to ask you a lot about your, your daughter. Hey, how's everything doing? Hey, I remember you said today's Katie's birthday. What would you guys do? Blah, blah, blah. Those different things. Keep introducing your why. Have that shit there and, and look at it all the time. I tell people to really like, if you can, write it down. If you have a why that is visual that you can make as your, your background on your phone, something you're going to see all the time, have that there all the time. The why is so important. You need to know why you're doing. That's the only thing that's going to get you to keep going in those days where you don't feel like going. Because there's always going to be days you don't feel like going. Um, I mean, I guess another thing I would say is, is, is go. Another reason I don't like resolution is because of that exact thing that I saw. Um, it is just procrastination. You know, if you're going to do it sort of like me seeing that video, that was my, my, why am I go right there? Okay. Tomorrow I'm running because I didn't do anything since we got back home from this, this cruise. And I know I still look like that. I'm definitely gonna throw that shirt away. Um, but, but, but I don't even without it. I, I, I legit threw that shirt away. Um, um, but like, I know that I haven't done anything different. So like, I need to make action now. Um, no matter how small, no matter how large, just make action now. Maybe it's just going to sign up for a gym membership. Maybe it's just reaching out to someone um, to doing, committing to something. Make that commitment there when you have a commitment that you make to something, it's a lot harder for you to, to push it aside. Um, you know, you make that commitment and it's something that, you know, you're like, okay, well, I'm already in it. There's no reason for me not to go now. Now there's still certainly going to be people who don't, you know, who go and sign up for the gym and don't use it all year. Um, but that's certainly going to be a step because you can't work out without some means of working out. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> um, you can't, you can't, you know, start that course without, enrolling in that school you know you can't you know do these things take that first step go that's going to be you know that's always the thing is like just go and you'll you, you have to be honest with yourself really know when you're ready to sometimes you know particularly as it comes to fitness and i tell people all the time and i tell people and it's not you know anything against anybody i tell people sometimes i don't want certain people in my program and it's simply because i don't want to attach myself to anybody who just paid me all this money for a three-month program and i know they're not going to do it I very well could just take their money and be like, hey, well, you know, I did my part as I send you your check-ins and you're not responding. Um, and there are some people who still wiggle by my, my, you know, vetting process and do that. And those, those suck. I hate to have those because in all honesty, I do this because I really just want people to experience what I experienced. Um, all the benefits from it, from obviously the health benefits that you gain from it to the mental, the mental that you get. Like I was a confident person before and it just skyrocketed even more as I came more into myself, more into myself. So it's, um, you know, just going and doing and being honest with yourself. Um, you know, fitness may not be the most important thing to everybody at this very moment. You know, right. maybe you're so stressed with work that you got to find a new job. There are bigger things. Maybe, you know, your, your wife has COVID and you got to figure that out. I, everyone's life is different. Be honest with yourself. Is this what you're ready for right now? This is, it is that, it is that commitment, you know? So that honestly, being honest with yourself, is it something I want? Why, what is my why for why I want it? And if all those two things align, then I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do, let me do, let me commit to something and do. And between those three things, um, if all those three things are in line, and that's my usual sort of vetting process as I go through, I have some more things on there, but that's as I go through that conversation 
Um, those are the type of things that I ask where I find if someone's suitable for my program. Yeah, that's that's awesome um, to even hear that it's okay for it to not be a priority in your life right now um, is something that I can imagine like people would, would really want to hear because especially if you live in an environment or in a world where you're being inundated with a lot of these uh, messages on social media about getting up and doing something and all that, um, which goes back to your calculated thing. Like you, you really have to be calculated about making certain steps in your life. Um, sure. and, and I think this is definitely one of them. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and usually what, ends something like this in this podcast is um this question which is what is next for you what is next for joshua after um kind of working as hard as you've worked to be in the place that you're in now what is next for you um a lot man a lot (laughs) um we're going up we're turning up um i'll share this quick little story just because i think it's really dope um that'll lead me right into that but actually like Right before the New Year's came up, uh, me and a couple of my buddies, we actually sat down. And I think it was one of the dopest nights I had. Um, brought me through full range of emotions through everything. We started the night just sort of chopping it up. One of my homies I haven't seen in a while, chopping it up, just life, girls, things like that. Um, that ended up somehow very easily transitioning into um, just sort of the Black experience in America, things like that. Um, we all come from different walks of the black experience. We talked about that and got heated. We were arguing, we were yelling at each other. And then what it ended on and transitioned smooth, I don't, there was no definitive point where it got to one, but what it ended on is we're going into a new year. What, what are you thankful for this year? What are the goals you have for this year? And I thought it was really one of the dopest things I did. So I would encourage everybody to have those type of conversations. Um, you know, something that brings it through those full emotions, but well, the things I've got, you know, as far as my business goes, man, it's, it's continue to expand, continue to grow. Um, you know, these past months since I left my salary job to do those, it's been very much fitness. And now as I've got the, that thing sort of running efficiently, running, you know, an almost automation, um, it's expanding next. A part of my program that I do is the nutrition. I've had people, you know, who go in my program and say, Hey, look, I think I'm glad you made this meal plan for me, but like, I really just don't have the time to make it. Can you meal prep for me? Can you send me stuff? So one of the most immediate things I have on there on my docket is to go ahead and get that up and running. Um, I put a thing out yesterday just to sort of get some vegan options for um, a menu of some things that I do, but I, I, I'm going to end up starting a meal prep service where I can send that out. Um, so that's the next thing. And then it's just continuing getting higher, um, higher and higher. I do, you know, in addition to my fitness, I do fitness modeling. Um, so at, as the end of the year came in, I started getting that back on the books, um, doing more sessions of those, some acting work, stuff like that. Um, but all those things just elevate myself as a brand. Um, because right. once I left my job, that's essentially what I saw myself as I, I am, I am my, my brand now. What, what my man Jay-Z say, I'm not a businessman. I'm a, I'm a business, business man. man. Yep. <laughs> so oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So it's literally, you know, everything is just elevating that. I put in my goals, um, some hefty ones. I made myself a price point that I want to make. I want to, um, I want to pay off my mom's crib this year. I want to give my car to my nephew who will be turning 17 this year and finally able to drive if he gets his grades up. I'm going to tell him to listen to this. Um, so it's funny because they all think they're like, oh, Uncle Josh Rich, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, 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 buddy. No, 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 no. Don't work but like he that. He asked me, like, Uncle Josh, can I have your car? I was like, well, 
I'm I'm driving my car. He's like, yeah, but you about to get a you about to get a new one. I said, bro, what? <laughs> Who told you that? That's not a thing. Uh, no, I'm not about to get a new car. Um, but like, ideally, if I could able, be able to give that at the end of the year, pay my mom's crib off, um, not anything crazy left, um, and then go ahead and just continue to elevate myself. So really, as I elevate my brand and bring in more, um, take care of my family, get them, you know, all the things they need, and then and then really, you know, take care of myself then too. I'll definitely. I'm traveling more, get around more, do some more um, meeting meeting clients in different places. It's it's really been a rewarding experience thus far. And the funny part is that every step of the way, it it gives me something to grow. Like like so even just with the meal prepping, like that only started um, right in December where I had a client who um, put that in there, and then I had two more clients who asked the same thing, and probably about a two week span, and I was like. Oh shit. Like that's a, that's a real angle. Let me play that. Like, so I wrote that down on my board. Like, okay, you got to go ahead and do that. Um, you know, so I always figure that's always the goal to continue to look for more ways to expand. And I mean, you know, me, the, the, the way I am is that's all I'm gonna look for. You know, I wake up looking for like, how, how the hell can I, can I blow it up today? You know, how mm-hmm. can I be, you know, something, you know, something better than I was yesterday. And that's really the goal, really trying to reach new heights, um, new, new levels. Um, obviously the ultimate goal is to, be able to have be fully automated, get some, you know, employees, um, things like that, where I can remove myself from it. I do have another business venture going on with a couple of my buddies. Um, I'm doing wedding venues and stuff, but that's really honestly what I want to do going forward. Um, I want to, I want to work with people I know. Part of my leaving my job is that I don't like working for someone else, putting money in someone else's pocket. But if it's my man, it's my, my homie, it's my homegirl. Yeah, let's collab. Let's, let's, you eat while I eat. Like, let's, let's all eat. Um, so that's really what I've been on collaborations with just sort of my friends, my families, um, people like that, trying to, you know, uplift young black business owners, things like that, really try to give it back and, and, and lift, you know, my people, my people and everybody in the world, really. Damn. I mean, that's like, that's, that's one of the reasons why, like, I enjoy having these kinds of conversations and I enjoy talking to you and, uh, messaging you and having the, the breakfast club and all that kind of stuff, because people like you surrounding yourself with people like that just elevates you in a sense. Right. So, um, like, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you for being you. Um, thank you for motivating not just me, but everyone else that that follows you, because I can guarantee everything that you do post out there does make an impact. And I followed your story all the way back from college <laughs> until right now. And so, like, I know all of the parts that we we just talked about from the right. banking to, to the taking the leap to the meal prep and all that kind of stuff, like all those posts just keep coming up in my head because I'm like, yep, that's I knew when, when that happened. I knew when this happened. I knew when this happened. So um, that's that's awesome, man. Keep keep doing you because I can see nothing but great things in your future, man. So. Same for you, brother. I definitely, you know, e, I appreciate you having me on here, man. This has been a super, super dope thing. You know, I love this type of stuff, too. Right, and right. the same way, you know, I, you know, you say I inspire you, you inspire me, brother. Like, I see you grinding. I see you on your stuff. Like I told you, we talked a bunch before we got started here. Uh, you know, I want to, you know, I love that. And that's really the case. Surrounding yourself with positive, good people who are on the same tip that you are. Right. I love what you're doing. Keep going, my man. Keep going. I'm here. I with will. You. I will. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. <laughs> Hey, if you've made it this far, you're at the end of the episode. We have some great stories coming up this season from some dope people. If you like this, 
be sure to follow along by subscribing and following the Growing Up Young podcast on Instagram. If you want to learn more about Joshua and his fitness services, you can find him on Instagram as well at Joshua J. Diesel. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your time and I'm glad you were here.